Welcome to Relatable. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. Over the next few weeks, we have a unique four-part series highlighting advice from a recent high school graduate, Marianne Sherling. These will be brief 15-minute episodes, easy for our teens to consume, (laughs) that will be a great resource for both high school students and parents who are curious about the college admissions process. Marianne was admitted to UVA, or for those that aren't local, the University of Virginia Early Decision. She shares great advice on how she handled the application process for college, as well as what to expect with regards to on-campus interviews. She talks specifics on SATs, ACTs, high school classes, and grades. Marianne also talks about how doing things her way instead of what she should be doing was a difference maker in her college acceptance. We hope you enjoy this series. said you had interviews at UVA and Villanova too mm-hmm. for their R- NROTC okay so for those ones the preparation that I did for like William and Mary definitely helped because I was like I had all like my extracurricular stuff down but I had to like kind of gear my questions towards a different subject matter obviously because it's not mainly about academics anymore it's about being in the military mm. so we, for the one at Villanova Again, I was nervous. Yeah. But I tried to just be calm. I wrote, I I had written down questions um, that I had about the program. So for instance, what if you wanted to switch majors into a different tier? So they have different tiers for how they select scholarships. I looked up before like the different specialties in the Navy and Casey asked me like, what would I want to go into? I would have mm-hmm. an answer for that. I asked from Villanova, do people wind up going, like where do most of the people wind up going? And then like what kind, what types of areas do most people type, most people end up going? And my dad, again, when we were on the way up here, he helped me like figure out like what questions to ask, good things. I asked, what's life like today during a commission, like like, daily schedule? And in general, he he, like answered all my questions. I don't remember him like asking me any like difficult questions that I had a hard time answering. I remember it being pretty simple. How Um, long was the interview? Probably like 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Were you with Villanova? Did you want to go there? Was it like a viable place? Yeah, I was uh, visiting the school. Again, I didn't end up applying there because I got into UVA uh, early, but uh, it was definitely on my list when Mary was. Yeah. Okay. And then what about UVA? So is that the program you are in now? Are you in the, their ROTC program at UVA or that? Uh, I decided not. So I got the, so for the NRTC scholarship, you have, there's a whole process. And one of those steps is doing an interview Mm -hmm. uh, at your top choice school. And at that point, when I did my interview, I think it was in February, I had already gotten into UVA. So I was like, I'm interviewing UVA. Um, So I set up the meeting. I like emailed whoever they said to email the commander, whatever, set it up. And then I went in, and so it was funny, beforehand, I had looked up questions that they would ask, or like types right. of questions, like ways to prepare. And what was funny is I actually got the PDF of the questionnaire that they were supposed to ask me. And so 
at that point, I didn't, when I was reviewing it, I didn't know that that was the actual thing. I was like, maybe this is old, like whatever. Right, right. But I still used it as like a base for my questions. So I made sure I had an answer to every one of those questions. Um, and I went through it with my dad on the way down. And I, I was worried. I was like, what if these aren't the questions? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do then, but we'll figure it out. Because I had this, I had prepared for it. And then I got there. I was, we were like almost late. And I was still, I was like very nervous because we had to figure out parking, whatever. And at first I, it was, I thought it was going to be like a place with like a receptionist, like ask like, hello, I'm here for my interview. Where do I go? Right. It wasn't like that. It was just like a, like a school building. And so I walk in there and classes were just changing. And so I'm in this building with like people walking around. I'm like dressed very nicely. I'm like, who do these people think I am? So I'm walking around and I had to go to the bathroom. So I'm like searching for it finally find it and when I finish I ask I end up, I have to ask a girl I'm like hey I'm here for an interview do you know where I'm supposed to go Captain Kennedy's office was like right over there and he heard me ask he's like are you Marianne I was like yes I am and so for that interview process it went very smoothly for me because I had reviewed all the questions right it was still kind of nerve-wracking it's interesting about your your comment about that in terms of what if these aren't the questions or you, you because now there is so much access to information online and you can, first of all, taking this step to be resourceful in research is such a critical component. And if you don't do it, it's like on you, right? Because it's every, there's so much available to, mm -hmm. to prepare yourself to your point. Like if I'm not prepared, you know, then the more prepared you are, the more um, wiggle room you have to, to dance, if you will. But the thing, it's interesting. I was just coaching someone um, at Amazon. They have these interviews. <clears throat> principles that they uh, live by at Amazon. And so everything you look online is about these principles and, and their interview process is really typically anchored in these principles and the questions are somewhat familiar. They're, they're behavioral, but they're always geared, you know, and so I was helping someone and coaching someone and then he went in the interview and they didn't ask a leadership principle question. They asked something entirely different. And because that person was so prepared with the principal stuff, they kind of felt uncomfortable or discombobulated. Like they were like, but that's not what I, how I prepared. And I, I think when you talked about in the beginning, that inventory of all your experiences, really tying your experiences, five to seven experiences to different themes helps you to then pivot when it doesn't, isn't asked that direct way, right? Or it's asked mm -hmm. in a way that maybe is like, close by, but not exactly. And like the more you get tunnel vision or you're super mm -hmm. narrow, it can, I think, create a lot of nerves or create you being uncomfortable. So, but then to your delight, they, they ask you exactly. So you pretty much knew yeah. you, had you had prepared for that, right? With your academics and testing scores and all of that, um, given how hard UVA is, and you know UVA is one of those schools around here now that's like the holy grail that no one can get into. And I think it's it's people stress out a lot, and and there's a lot of pressure in this area, and, and everyone wants you know that that maybe that one person thing can go there. So maybe just for perspective, like how how did you your scores fit into that there? range you know and I, I, I frankly I'm not as current on what that is other than it's like above a 4.0 <laughs> like a perp I don't know you know I know it's it's high so how did how did your stuff fit into that sure so I'll start off by saying so my the end of my junior year 
I carpooled with this girl named Emmy. And so Emmy is very smart and she had gotten into UVA. I remember thinking in the car, I was like, wow, imagine like getting into UVA, like that's just insane. <laughs> and then flashback to like six months later and I got in. So it's a long, it's, you, you gotta have confidence in yourself. Right. But so my scores, I took the SAT twice and the ACT twice. And I did have a tutor, same tutor for all the same tests. And starting, I think it was like January. Hmm, no, no, no. I had one lesson in November, October before the, the PSAT. And then I started in like January for SAT stuff. And so we would prep and I had like a whole workbook. It was fine. We would go over scores. My scores for the SAT were meh. I had higher expectations. Like when I first started prepping, I was like, cause I didn't understand. I was like, oh, 1400, like 14, that like, that's totally doable. Like anyone who doesn't get, you know. Mm -hmm. And then as I started taking the SAT, I wasn't getting the scores that I thought I was gonna get because it's just not how everything works. People aren't gonna do great. So I was in like the 1300s. I think I got a 1310 and then a 13, 30, which is on the lower end of UVA scores definitely like not out of range but definitely like not optimal mm -hmm. and so after that we decided to switch to the ACT to see if I liked it better and I definitely did like it better mm. um, I don't know it just it just felt better to me it's harder to describe I don't know I just have an issue with College Board because they have like a monopoly on everything and that kind of irked me mm -hmm. and ACT was like we have one test, this test does not change, like we don't change how we score things. Everything is basically the same. It's been the same for 50 years. So like, but didn't, didn't have to worry about weird, um, what's it called? Algorithms, like where they're- Yeah. Where they're so, like adjusting kind of based on what you- Yeah. Not the SAT, like they, you, you answer something and then it like adjusts what it asks you next based on that answer or- yeah. Curve, that's when I didn't have to worry about a weird curve, a wacky curve. Okay. okay. Um, I mean, even though ACT definitely still does curve, it's it's not as varied. Okay. Um, so I was practicing for that. I was getting better scores. In the practice runs, how it usually went for me is I would get higher scores in the practice than I would in the normal test. Mm -hmm. So in the practice, I was getting like 33s, 34s. And then in the actual test, the first time I took it, I got a 29. And I was, I was like so devastated because I just needed a 30. I was like heartbroken because it was at the very end of my junior year. And I was like, this would be great if th this is the last like standardized test that I would ever have to take. Right. So then I got 29. I was like, crap, I'm going to have to sign up for the September one. <laughs> So I did, and it was fine. I got a 30 on the September one, um, but super scored, it was a 31. So everything was fine now. Still, it's still not a great, like not at the upper level. It's probably like mid to lower range, but and I was like- But it was, with, yeah, it was within the range. And then do you think for you, oh, and then academics, let's talk about that. How hard did you press there? And is that something that you were consciously challenging yourself and, and working towards in terms of academics? Sure. So I've gotten like all A's, maybe like, I think I got one B in that throughout like all of high school. 
it's not something that I've been like berate, like berating myself, like, oh my gosh, when you get a B, it's going to look bad. Actually, I, I did do that this year for math because I was kind of struggling because my teacher was hard. So I did do that this year, but I, it wasn't something on my mind, especially in like freshman and sophomore years. I wasn't like, it's going to be now. It's going to look terrible. It was just kind of like what, like I wanted to do my best and I pushed myself to try to do my best all the time. And I wasn't like, it wasn't like challenging myself every day, but it didn't come easy to me. Like I definitely have to study for like every test, every quiz that I take. I can't just like not study for a test because I won't do well. <laughs> so I definitely like don't, like it's not easy to me, but I do work for it. Yeah. Would you say that you going into your freshman year, did you have a good foundation of study skills? And like, are you someone that the academic thing came pretty easy to, or like to your point around, like you have to study, you know, I think a lot of times people get to high school and they, they maybe didn't learn how to study. And so they're like learning content and they're learning how to study all at the same time. So curious for you. I mean, I know your, your parents, I think, well, at least your mom, I think is probably pretty involved and helpful in that way. At least that's my sense. I could be wrong, but yeah. How, how did you feel about your own kind of study habits or what are some of the things that, that helped you be kind of organized and in such that you could, cause you, again, we haven't even talked about like all your activities and how does that, you know, impact your ability to spend time studying? Yeah. So coming in from eighth grade to ninth grade, I remember ninth grade was like, it was a breeze to me. I remember talking with friend, with my friends, like, this is the easiest it's ever going to be because we knew like coming up in the coming years, like it would get harder. So I think I was, I felt pretty good from eighth grade to ninth grade. I remember specifically in eighth grade that like, I never studied for math tests and nobody ever studied for math tests because it was one of those things where like you either knew it or you didn't. It wasn't so much like you have to study the theorems and all that stuff. Um, so I definitely remember studying for math tests was new, especially because yeah. it's geometry. And geometry was full of like annoying words that you had to memorize with the math. Right. Um, so that was new. And then I remember studying for midterms for the first time was kind of like a whoa, because it's like a bunch of information that you have to study. And for me, I have never studied for a test more than a day or two before the test because I like I'll just forget <laughs> the information. Right, right. And so it was hard for me. So I would study like a week or two before the midterms. And I'm like, oh, I have in the beginning, I was like, I have so much stuff to study. Like it was overwhelming. But I'm like, okay, just take it day by day, start studying for the exams that you have first. And then I remember using Quizlet a lot, Quizlet, <laughs> especially yeah. for biology. I would get out like all my old tests, all my old quizzes, and then just like review everything mm -hmm. that's on them. Mm -hmm. And then for math, it was pretty easy because they, they hand us review packets. So it's pretty easy. You just spell that out and you should be good. Right. And I also for my freshman year, I didn't take many like, I think I only took one or two honors classes um, because either the teachers who were teaching the other honors classes weren't good. Like I specifically remember I took regular or CP history because the teacher was better mm -hmm. um, and we knew him better. And then I didn't get into, cause for PBI you have to test and I didn't test into honors math. So I was in regular math. I've been in regular math my whole life. That's good to know. Yeah. 
like and we it's so, it's so ridiculous you have to say that like it's a yeah a shame you know like there's some sort of shame associated with like i've just been in regular math like yeah yeah sorry yeah like, i mean even with regular math i've been able to take ap physics ap1 and ap2 so it's not like not right. taking higher math is a detriment it's just it's a way Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates, your one-stop shop for soft skills development, speaking, coaching, and workshops. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.teresafreemanassociates.com for more information. Thank you, Marianne. Appreciate your advice. Can't wait for our next episode in this four-part series focused on your college admission experience. Uh, we talk in more detail next time about the interview process at different colleges. Uh, I think we talk about specifics on certain questions, including the ROTC, and we also dive real deep into grades and scores. Thank you to Missy, the producer on this episode. As a reminder, if you like this discussion, please subscribe, leave comments, and rate Relatable. We can be found on most streaming platforms. Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. You can follow us on Twitter and the TFA Facebook page. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable.